This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Hey folks, we are into the fourth quarter. It is October, October 2nd to be exact, and welcome to This Day in History on lineupmedia.fm. Tony Hubert here with you. Armand Kachigian, my partner in crime, and we're brought to you by Amazon.com and Audible.com. Don't forget you can subscribe to this show, This Day in History podcast. Uh, very simply by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or any major podcast outlet. And of course, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash this day in history podcast. All right, Armand. All right, let's get to it. I we, gotta we sell s- some stocks. Today. No, you don't. You're fine. You're fine. Your portfolio is good. Uh, opening up the fourth quarter with with losses? No, with a good day. Okay. I'm gonna sell something. Well I buy on bad days. You know? One of Armand's favorite things about the United States. Wait a minute. We haven't. Uh, is the Bill of Rights. Wait a minute. You're way, way too far. How about 1187? How about 1187? Well, how about it? Saladin takes, retakes yeah, ben, Jerusalem. Ben Saladin. He retakes Jerusalem. Again, wow. we've covered this ad nauseum. Everyone wants a piece of Jerusalem. Yeah, but this is interesting. The, apparently, Baldwin IV, there was a kingdom there, a Christian kingdom, because they had taken it in like, uh, let's see, it would have been. 1099, I guess, because we had it for 88 years. Yep. So anyway, so let's say it's 1099. Okay, it's 1099. The Christians take Jerusalem and, uh, you know, have their kingdom. Baldwin IV is uh, the king. Uh, he has, what did he Where have? Where is he from, thereabouts? Uh, Baldwin, Missouri. Oh, okay. Uh, That's Baldwin, by the way. Not, no kidding. Not uh, the green he, piano. Yeah, he's from the piano store. Uh, he, he actually gets... Um, I don't know if he had the plague or what he had, but he, uh, not the, uh, leprosy. He had leprosy. I think it was leprosy killed A lot him, of yeah. leprosy going on around Jerusalem. Yeah, look it you up. ever I, noticed that? I think he was a leper. Yeah, he was a leper. Yeah, well, Judah Ben-Hur's sister and mother. Absolutely. they were cured. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, he dies and his sister Sibylus uh, takes Sibilis? over. Sibylus? Uh, yeah, Sibylus. Uh, huh. She, uh, uh, there's Baldwin V, of course. Sure, sure, That's, of course. But uh, Sibylus, uh, Baldwin's aunt. Says no, no. I want my husband Guy de Lusignan uh, to take over. And this guy's kind of a putz. Uh, he loses the Battle of Hatton, and he's captured. But Saladin's not a bad guy. He actually let him go after a while, about like a year. Oh, okay. Come away in Damascus. Uh, anyway, Saladin, of course, a pretty able ruler uh, and uh, pretty good. Um, and where, pretty good warrior. Where did take- Saladin uh, come from? Well, I don't know. The Arabian I mean, Peninsula? Or, or, I don't know. Yeah, wherever. Further north, from. up in the Fertile Crescent? Where? No, the, infer- the Infertile Is he Persian? Crescent. Is he... What What we got going on I here? I don't know. You look it up. Well, you What's brought it up. So they, he was played by Rex Harrison in the movie. There so you go. Should, uh, probably in the middle uh, Midlands of uh, England. Okay. Anyway, he takes over, kicks, uh, kicks the crap out of uh, La uh, Guy de The Les French guy whose wife wanted him in power. So Guy, of course, uh, hooks up with... Um, 
Richard I, yes. Richard Lionheart, Third Crusade, this part yes. of the Third Crusade, Siege of Acre. You yes, heard of that. I've heard of the Siege okay, of Acre. Well, they did take Acre, but uh, by this time, Richard sided with his uh, uh, his brother, uh, Conrad, and gave Conrad the kingdom. So, And you know what uh, Guy ends up with? Sybilis, by this time, it's dead. Yeah. Uh, Guy ends up with um, Cyprus. Okay, a quality island, for sure. Eh, you know. But? I'd rather have Sicily. Yeah. But anyway, he ends up with Cyprus. But anyways, and now the Arabs rule, uh, take Jerusalem, and Uh we don't get it back. But the thing is, when Saladin took it over... He didn't put everybody to the sword, and he was no, actually no, no. reasonably good to the uh, Christians. To the Christians? Good. Yeah, he, so. Well, there have been times throughout history where everybody's managed to get along. Not often. Was, was then one of those times no. where we had the I three religions say, I, I just, cohabitating rather well? No. Okay. No, there's still war. There's still strife, discord. Okay. So there we go. And then I've got 1470. we got Neville's Rebellion. I thought about including Neville's oh, Rebellion. Sure? Well, First of all, it's, uh, it's Richard III's birthday, so it's happy kind of a, birthday, Richard the Third. We'll get to that. Yes. But, but this is this is um, uh, Richard Neville, otherwise known as how many times I have to tell you? I don't know. The Kingmaker. Oh, the Kingmaker. Yeah, yeah he's you trying to make another king, but he yes. doesn't make it this time. This rebellion doesn't make it. This guy, this guy was a good guy to have around. He's he's a pretty tough fighter, but uh, man, he he tends to change sides. Although he may have had a, a reasonable reason for this one. Um, Edward IV wanted to marry, well, there have been two, I believe, two um, queens of England who are not nobles. Mm, okay. You think of one right off, the, right off the bat. She died not too long ago. Princess Di. She's never a queen. Well, she was going to be a queen. She yeah, was, but she never was a title. queen. Well, she was going to be. No, I don't think she was. She was already divorced at the time. She was going when she got married. She was, she was the she princess was on the of path, Wales. But it didn't happen anyway. That's anyway. She married. He marries a commoner. Yes, that's not done. This guy also married a commoner. She wasn't that common. That Spencer. That Spencer yeah, family was pretty well so off. Is, and so is this woman, Victoria Woodhull. Yeah. Who? Excuse me, Woodville. Uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Wood Victoria Woodhull, of course, is the first woman to run for president. Oh, Remember that? This okay. is Elizabeth Woodville. Woodville? Yeah, I'm get them mixed up. But this is if you read Richard the Third. Yes. Um anyway, Edward the Fourth is Richard the Third's brother. Yes. Richard Neville, the kingmaker, is on his side at first in the battle, changes sides, puts Henry the Sixth back on the throne. Yep. Edward the Fourth flees to Netherlands. Yep. Gets himself an army, comes back, kicks ass, Battle of Barnet. And that's where our, the kingmaker falls. Ah, but okay. he, uh, he was a hell of a fighter. In fact, I think he he beat uh, the king's jousting champion, and then he beat the king's champion, and he's just about to, you know, cleave uh, Henry. I mean, Edward the Fourth, and then uh, somebody, I think, got him with a uh, halberd. What's a halberd? It's that thing that's on a pole and looks like an axe, but it's got a spear on it too. That's an, that's a halberd. Okay. Anyway, uh, they've actually found. Uh, Oh, we're talking about Richard III, how they found him. Well, they found him in a parking lot in yeah, Leicester. right. Across from the Holiday Inn I stayed they at. They found this guy's remains, I'm not kidding too. you. Yeah. yeah I told you that In before. a parking lot. I was going to talk I mean, about that. I got, I'm standing in Holiday Inn. I go, where's Richard the first? Yeah. Or, uh, right? Third. Yeah. Richard III. I, and they say right over there in that, that parking lot. Yeah. That's where they found him. I'm like, holy crap. Well, they found this guy, too. And he had like 11, because they, they saved his body, because they, of course, you know, uh, um, 
put him up, strung him up, and threw things at him and, yeah. and whatnot, his body. And I think he had like 11, 11 wounds in his skull. Oh, he, my He was, God. wouldn't go down, this Jeez. guy. So, so those British, man. That's rough. Sturdy stuff. All right. Now, to one of your favorites. That was 1470, by the way. 1789. Armand, folks, loves the Bill of Rights. In fact, he thinks, really. It's misunderstood. Yeah. So, on this date, the 2nd of October, George Washington sends the proposed constitutional amendments, Bill of Rights, to the states for ratification. Well, I think, now let's see, there were originally 12. I guess, I don't think he sent all 12. I guess he only sent the 10, because there were originally 12 amendments. Do you have a favorite? We've disregarded all of them, so why should anybody? Yeah, the tenth, that which is not stipulated in the Constitution, is a power inherent to the states, which everybody forgets that one. Amendment number 10 reads as thus. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Oh, beautiful stuff. And our mind if only we would acknowledge that. That uh, this has been just uh, trampled upon. Yeah, that's that's a good word for it. How about number Crushed, th- mangled. The uh, enumeration in the Const- this is Amendment 9. The enumeration nine. Yep. in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. That's right. Now, I like number eight for you. Excessive bail Excessive shall bail. not be required. And no uh, cruel and unusual punishments. fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Right. Six, I think, is – there's an order there. Six is speedy trial, so you got to have speed. Then the seventh, trial by jury. Then eighth, no – so that's how you remember them. Well, speed, the, trial, and no excessive punishment. And here, here's how the seventh reads. And then fifth, of course, is no double jeopardy, right. no self-incrimination. Here's how the seventh actually reads, and you, you're correct – in suits at common law, as where opposed the, to canon law, where the value in controversy, as they would have said in the day, that's what Richard Neville would have said, shall exceed twenty dollars. Mm, I think that's a little steep. I'd, I go, I'd go <laughs> five and a quarter. <laughs> the right by trial, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States. Then, according to the rules of common law, this is we're not going to s- repeatedly send you to trial until we get you. Double jeopardy. This is the uh, you know yeah there is there are laws in place for appellate and appeals yeah, and right. and to go on up the chain, but this means the state cannot just continually prosecute you until well, they get a jury. I wouldn't say that about Fatty Arbuckle. Well, that's true. I continually prosecuted that poor guy. And he was still innocent. And he was still fucked. But anyway, Roscoe Arbuckle. Boy, amendment number five is a long one. That's all right. We the, look, look it up. You, people should be reading this stuff. If you have to have us read it to you, a lot of experts on amendments one and two these days. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I do like amendment three. No soldier shall in yeah no time of peace of be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna say to a soldier, "Nah, can't stay here"? Well, I thought it meant drawn and quartered. No. Okay. All right. We all know that. I'd house any soldier today. I just, I've been reading the uh, politically incorrect guide to American history. It's pretty good. Good. You got a suggestion? Amazon.com? Yeah, I got it on Kindle. Go to uh, This Day in History Podcast. uh, our website. Click on the Amazon banner and go pick yourself up what Armand just suggested. The 
Say that title again. The uh, Politically Incorrect, incorrect Guide to American History. And he America. gives a great argument about how, as I've always said, the Civil War was not fought over slavery. Mm-hmm. 1835. Yes. I can see you're convinced. Let's go to the Texas Revolution, which begins. Yeah, well, this is kind of a... No- I think somebody got a nosebleed at this fight or something. I mean, that was, uh, that was some, some brawl. Something happens somewhere all the time, Mexicans right? Mexicans were killed, though, I think. Well, it's the Battle of Gonzales. Mexican soldiers are attempting. Uh, they're going to disarm the people of Gonzales, Texas. Yeah, now, even in 1835, I got to say, it's a bad idea to take a no, gun away from a Texan. No, they just want to take this cannon away from them, as I recall. That's still they a gun. Had, they had a cannon they were using against the Indians, yes. and uh, I guess they wanted it back. Well, in fact, haven't you seen that flag? Come and take it? Yeah. Yeah, that's well, that's... Well, it's yeah. still their gun. Well, so what do the Texans do? I guess do? it is a gun. Or, uh, technically, you know, like a pistol or whatever. You know, this is my gun. This is my, you know, whatever. Well, you want a, the full metal jacket? Well, yeah, that's that. Yeah, of course. But I had a buddy in the Marine said the same thing. Yeah. They didn't originate with Stanley Cooper. No. This is my rifle. This is my gun. Gun. This is for firing. Uh, this is for, for fun. Correct. Yeah. This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this yes. one is mine. Yeah. What was his? A Charlene? Is that his? I think Charlene might be, or Sheila. Something with a soft C or an S, though. I think you got that. Yeah. Yeah. What's this gun's name, Private? Yeah. Uh, So the Mexican soldiers there, uh, they encounter a hastily assembled militia. Now, as militias go, I prefer a hastily assembled one. Because when you get a hastily assembled one. prefer a hastily dissolved one. These guys are pissed off. And that's probably going to be an effective militia coming at your ass. Nothing happened. It killed two people. Somebody got a, fell off his horse and broke I his know. nose. Come on. Dream a little, Armand. It wasn't one of the big... If you want to talk about a battle, we'll talk about Barnett. Well, when that day comes up, we'll talk about it. Yeah, well, it kind of did. Well, 1919, you're going to love this. President Woodrow Wilson. Uh, I did love this. He suffers he a massive stroke. It leaves yeah. him partially paralyzed. At the end of his second term, towards the end of his second term, and uh, yeah, yeah, and his wife takes over the country. That's yeah. all, and uh, which you've talked yeah. about many times yeah. before. Yeah, uh, I'll send that in to him and see what he thinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nineteen twenty-five. The yeah, yeah. He well, he was. Uh, the, the background of this is, of course, he was on the you know tour of the country trying to get everybody to join the League of Nations because. Of course, Albert Fall was against it and all these other people. In fact, I think Albert Fall came to visit him and said uh, something like, I'm praying for Mrs. Wilson. And she says, oh, yeah? On which side? Mrs. Wilson. I think I know which side that was. Realist. wanted him to die. Yeah. She knew the score, huh? Yeah. Anyway, he he was paralyzed. He he had him covered up so he couldn't see his right arm was paralyzed and his face was all, who could tell with Woodrow Wilson? But anyway, he was a mess. Six months that guy was out of it. Six months? Yeah, I think so. That's about what it was. All right. Some people still say that even the 25th Amendment really doesn't uh, address that, you know, because they were talking to, um, well, the the vice president who would have been, um, was, it, was it Fairbanks? No, not Fairbanks. Uh, uh, Marshall. They, they were talking, you know, you should be taken over. He didn't do it. He didn't have the guts. So he probably should, he definitely should have been president in the interim. But instead, Edith took over. So we did have a female president. Nobody knows that, but that's, that's what we had. 
Okay, what's next? Now you're ready. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm making sure. Say, 1925, we have our first working television system as yeah. John Logie Baird performs the first test. It's coming slowly, <laughs> but 1925, Is pretty that a good thing. Pretty early. 1928. Opus Day is founded on this I date. I still don't know what this is like. Some kind of Scientology stuff. No, man. it's Catholic. Yeah, but but I, it's you got to be celibate. And, uh, it's not without some criticism. Yeah, it's got all kinds of problems. It's not, certainly, I would agree. It, it is the most controversial, controversial, uh, controversial, con- controversial, controversial. That doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of journalists have written a lot of things about Opus Day. What this is, and it's also the personal. Uh, it's a personal prelecture of the Pope, made a personal one by John Paul II. Yeah, well, um, I hope they Praetorian guard his ass. This is it, it's uh, not portrayed well in the Da Vinci Code, which I know you haven't read. I uh, know, but Op- Opus Dei is the driving force behind the plot of the Da Vinci Code. Um, yeah, I don't know what to think about this. Um, I've to me, this is fun. Screwy to me. To me, this is fundamentalism. Uh, the the founder of it was canonized by Pope John Paul II. Uh, Charlene. Charlene. Good there call. It is. So, okay, we got that out of the way. Yeah. All right. I don't know what they practice the yeah, mortification. Hey, they practice the mortification of the flesh. What the hell is that supposed you, to mean? Flailing. Yeah. Yeah. Self-flagellation. You know, the, yes. I know they're supposed to be celibate too. So, I qualify. Well, uh, not by not my intentionally, own but no, you, you I qualify. Know. Yes, womankind is conspiring against me. <laughs> my gun. This is for firing, and this is for nothing. Yeah. So yeah. the critics of Opus Dei say uh, that they're intensively uh, secret, Opus which Dei, which is the whole Vatican. Yeah, right. Uh, the members don't generally disclose that they're in Opus Dei, so they're oh, kind of like skull and bones in yeah, that in that aspect. Fight Club, huh? This is Catholic Fight Club. Uh, yeah, per- members are not uh, allowed to reveal themselves without express written permission of their superiors. Uh-huh. Good luck getting that. All right. Yeah, I mean they're supposed to be totally subservient too. This is, I'm telling you, this is Scientology. Oh, you're not even supposed to talk to about talk about it with your family or anything. You know, it's just ridiculous. Well, the uh, reportedly uh, incoming and outgoing mail has to be uh, inspected by superiors, castrated. Uh, yeah, members are forbidden to read certain books or text. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't read. Uh, I guess you can't read Isaac Newton's Principia, anything by Galileo. All yeah. right, this so is, this is ridiculous. It, it's uh, it's worrisome. No, not to me. There's not that many of them. Uh, so you don't know that. There's like eighty thousand supposedly. You, you don't know that. Pfft, what? There's only about eighty thousand people stupid enough to be in this. Well, that you and might the know. pope's one of them. Well, it wasn't this pope. It was your pope, John Paul II. He, he gave well, these he guys. He gave, he gave these guys. I'd rather the big have Opus Dei than uh, the Opus NOA. Day. Oh no, it's not Day. You got to pronounce it. Day I? Day I, I guess, yeah. So I went to modern day I. Well, well it's a deity, right? Well, D-I, day I. Uh, generally, we say day. I don't know about that. Gen- I mean, so if you're telling me I went to modern day I high school, which was always pronounced modern day, spelled well, the ex- I, I don't know. I, A-E is I, I guess, but yeah. I don't know. Why would you have the I then? Because I don't know if that's D-E is pronounced day. Well, 
I don't know. Who are these people? You, you look up the Latin, of... man. I, I have no idea. Nineteen forty-one. Give you some Latin. Opera two eight Ipsum. Ipsum. Yeah. Remember Opera... that one? Sure. <laughs> Operation Typhoon. Oh, this is where Germany begins their yeah. all-out offensive against Moscow. Yeah, well, he who reaps the and, typhoon and of course, gets let's the start cyclone an all-out offensive against Moscow as we start the fall. Well, what do you what do you want to do? You better do it now. This was actually a good time because uh, you had, you had the uh, in. Uh, I know the roads are probably passable. They're hard night. Yeah, they're hard because yeah. you had the Rasputitsa, which was the rainy season. Mm-hmm. So that that slowed everything down. But now that everything's freezing over. It's time to get going. They would have been okay, except uh, the damn Japs attacked, uh, you know, they attacked Pearl Harbor instead of attacking Vladivostok. In fact, that's what happened. The Russians, the, 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 the British had the uh, code broken, so they knew the Japanese were going to invade uh, Pearl Harbor, and so did Roosevelt, by the way. They told the Russians, so the Russians, Zhukov and all that, moved all their troops from the Manchurian border to Moscow. Yeah. And the rest is history. So there you go. I think. Um, hey, I got a, I got a I message. Think, on I think a, while that's a conspiracy theory, a message on I, Bumble. Let's, I think there's a lot. of This show is over. I think there's a lot of credence to that theory, Armand. I do. What I, are you I, talking about it. It's true. Well, we've talked. We went over this on our Pearl Harbor episode. Just how much the White House knew going into the morning of December seventh. <laughs> well, I don't think they knew exactly, but now, they knew. Now yeah. again, there's a there's a chain of events and a comedy of errors that occur. Did you watch Torah 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 the other day? No, I did on, not. On uh, TCM. No. Seen it many times, and uh, yeah. I love Torah Cubed. Now, I'm not it's sure good, what. Good uh, let's see, because as I as I um, as I understand it, what does that mean? Torah, Torah, Torah. Yeah, because it's a code name. For, yeah, but is to, it to, to to launch? I don't think so. I think isn't that the one? Isn't I, I thought that was climb Mount Nakiba or whatever. Nagati, Nakati. No, no, uh, yeah. What was it? Climb Mount. Oh shit! I know. Anyway, I thought Torah, 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 Torah meant uh, what? Complete surprise was achieved. Nitaka, Nitaka, wasn't it? Climb Mount Nitaka? That meant something, too. Well, Torah means tiger. Yeah, well, that, yeah. But, but in this case, it's an abbreviated radio code word and acronyms, an acronym for Totzeki Ragike, literally meaning lightning attack. Okay. Indicating to the superiors that the objective of complete surprise, just as you mentioned, had been achieved. So what was climb Mount Nitaka? What was that supposed to mean? Climb Mount Nitaka. Yeah. That that's means... They, that was what they sent to all the ships. I guess that means go on with the... I guess maybe that meant go ahead. You know, that was that it. Might Do been, it. Yeah. Climb Mount Nitaka. Yeah. I think that's it, right? Isn't it Mount mm-hmm. Nitaka? Yeah, it's Nitaka. I guess this guy looks pretty good. I'm going to ask her to meet for coffee. Mm, you do that. I think I ought to throw in a nude picture of myself. No, please. <laughs> no. that's. It's, it worked before. She's pretty cute. Okay. So what was my climb mountain talk? Yeah, I'm looking. There's all, all right. sorts well, of references see. on this one, man. Well, meanwhile, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I, we're going to talk about Richard Third. I mean, um, uh, actually, um, uh, Richard by the, oh, that's just what I want to bring up with Richard Third and uh, the, the Kingmaker. Richard Third married Anne Neville. Richard, oh. yeah, uh, Neville's uh, daughter, and uh, his daughter Anne, and then uh, her sister Isabel married uh, the Duke of Clarence, who remember was drowned in a in a butt of Malmsey. Remember that? For for if you want to see this depicted, watch uh, Tower of London with Basil Rathbone as Richard the Third and uh, Boris Karloff as Ort, and uh, uh, or I think it was Gort, 
And then uh, Ort is, uh, you know what Ort is. Ort is a scraps. You leave your pet from uh, your dinner table. Uh, but anyway, Gort. And then uh, Duke of Clarence was uh, Vincent Price. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. they are going to have a duel in yes. the basement? There were no weapons. The only weapon was Momsy. <laughs> okay. He shoved him in the vat of Momsy, the butt of Momsy, and drowned him. So okay. I got I got Climb Mountain Ataka for you. So you remember, you got your ambassadors in Washington. Yeah. And the, they are communicated to on uh, December the 2nd. Uh, the radio room in the Gato transmits a message to uh, the commander, uh, Kido Butai, who's the vice uh, of, of the Kido Butai. And that commander is Chuichi Nagumo. Nagumo. Yep. yep. Admiral f- Nagumo. And this says, this means the final decision has been made in Tokyo. It's going to be war. Yamamoto directed Nagato's radio room to send a message to the carrier striking force. Because remember, Yamamoto was not. Well, he wasn't big on this. He was, And he's yeah. not on the, he's not no, out no, there no, with no, the carriers. Nagumo. Yeah. yeah. The So the large vacuum tubes uh, transmitted out uh, saying Nakita Yama Norore 12. Zero eight. Now twelve zero eight. Well, sounds like December eighth. Means huh? the eighth of December, yeah. which because Jap- Japan is on the other right. side of the international timeline, their Pearl Har- Harbor is that day. The admiral receives the message from Yamato, Yamamoto rather. Looks at it, tells his chief of staff, "Yep, hostilities will begin on the seventh of December, exactly as scheduled." That is climb Mount Nataka. That's your go phrase, go uh, code it. for Pearl Harbor. Okay. All right. Good job, Armand. Uh, happy birthday. By the way, how'd that battle turn out? Not who, good. Who won? Not good. All right. Uh, that was one hell of a depiction, man. I'll tell you, that was a pretty good movie. Which one? Tora, Tora, Tora? Yeah. Yes, it was. It was a big flop at the, the box office. <sighs> well, so was the second Pearl Harbor that they did. Like, Oh, well, that was terrible. God, brutal. What was that guy, that Josh, whatever? Oh, that guy can't Jesus. act. It was awful. I almost, I think... Somebody I was with did get up and leave the theater. It's just like, I can't take this. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of wanted, I, I wish I'd come in the middle. You know what I'm what doing? You, you and I, I, I could come shorten the that of, film up to uh, a really good hour and 45 minute movie. I would have come at, I would have uh, put, uh, yeah, I would have put that attack on Pearl Harbor first and then had Saving Private Ryan. And then you got a pretty good half feature of each. I like Saving Private Ryan in its entirety, but I hear yeah, you. Yeah, I think it was that great. I, the, the beginning battle and the end yeah. battle between. I was, yeah. So here's the birthdays today. Yes. Who was born on October 2nd? Well, we mentioned Richard III, born in 1452. He would pass away in 1485. Didn't live long, Richard III. But yeah, Battle of uh, Bosworth Field, yeah. last uh, battle of the Wars of the Roses. And like I said, his uh, he married Anne Neville, the kingmaker's daughter. There you go. Uh, killed the Duke of Clarence. And we all we all know the play. First line of the play, now is the winter of our discontent. Discontent <laughs> made glorious summer by this son of York. <laughs> now is the winter for discontent. That's funny. That's awful. 1847. And all the clouds that lowered upon our house in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. The sec- now our brows bound with victorious wreaths. The second president our bruised of arms Germany. held up for monuments. Our stern alarums changed to merry meetings. Our dreadful measures to delightful measures. Our dreadful marches to delightful measures. Grim visage war hath smoothed his, inc- his, r- his wrinkled front, and now instead of mounting barbed steeds to fright souls of fearful adversaries, he capers nimbly in a lady's chamber to the lascivious pleasings of a lute. 
but I was not shaped for sportive tricks. The lascivious pleasings of a lute. Lascivious. Lascivious pleasings of a lute. Yes, but I was not shaped for sportive tricks, nor made to court an amorous looking glass. I that am rudely stamped. And want love's majesty to strut before a wanton ambling nymph. I, curtailed of this fair proportion, deformed, unfinished, sent before my time into this breathing world, scarce half made up, and that so lamely and unfashionable that dogs bark at me as I halt by them. I, though I have through these I have no through these piping times of peace, have no delights to pass the time except to describe my except to describe my uh Oh boy! And you can you claim you complain about my audio clips being too long. Well, there you go. That's, my God. I got work on it, but that's the that's the first. Uh, we had a lute in there. Uh, Describe my own shadow. We in the had sun. a nymph in there. And discant and discant huh? upon my own shadow in the sun. Oh, I can't have any discanting. Yes. All right. Paul von Hindenburg, second president good, of Germany. Good enough. Born in 1847, had a blimp name for him. Well, yeah. That didn't work out he well. He was a pretty damn good general, by the way. Yeah, he was. But, yeah. you know, by the time he takes over uh, as president Good thing Germany, he died in 1934, so he didn't have to see his namesake go up in flames. Well, he's 84 years old. Well, I, mean, I know, yeah, but still. No one wants to see a ship named for you or an aircraft named for you go down. Uh-uh. He, he, no, uh, sir. He saw the Reichstag go up in flames. Yeah, he saw that. Um, which, of course, I climbed to the top of the Reichstag once. Did you climb Mount Nitaka? No, I did not. But uh, to the the Reichstag now, you know, they have a glass dome on top of it with a double helix staircase, and uh, you can climb all the way to the uh, top of the dome. Nice observation point there. You can look out over Berlin. And who's uh, the guy? They, they uh, the communists. They stuck von von Lippe von von Vanderlip. Oh, you got me, Vanderlippe. Yeah, you got me. Well, the guy, the guy set fire to the Reichstag. Although oh, he yeah. probably didn't do it. No, he didn't do it. They, they had some German guy did it. Well, get it started. But he got the blame. Their Gulf of Tonkin thing, right? Yeah, but they did it right. Yeah, no, they did. Uh, 1869, the Mahatma is born. Mahatma Gandhi. Yep. He. Uh, I don't know this guy. I guess he's okay. You guess he's okay. Okay, thank God. Independence is overrated. Yeah. Well, this po- you know who needs him is Catalan Catalonia. Did you see that? Oh, they, they voted that's for not. Yeah. What do you mean they voted for independence? But we can't have that. Why not? Because they're they're a very uh, um, do you know the Barcelona bountiful yeah Bar- had, Barcelona they, yeah. Barcelona the football team had to play their game yeah with no, empty stadium right well they they want them to stay because they pay a lot of taxes of course they a hell do. of a lot more than they get back so naturally we can't let them go independent God I, I you know I don't even know why we need countries at all in this day and age. Really? Why, why do we need any countries? Maybe we can evolve to that on. I hope so. Put it on your bucket list. Imagine, no countries. Imagine no possessions. Imagine no possessions. No <laughs> I religion, don't imagine too. That. Imagine. I, I can deal with that. You love John Lennon. That's what yeah, I just I learned. No possessions. Drop that. <laughs> imagine I have all your possessions. That's even better. You fascist. God, that guy had horrible taste in women. It's What's uh, the matter with him? Yeah. Now, the birthday of, uh, I think, one of the favorites of Armand and I goes without saying. Born in 1890. Uh, you hey, man, the next guy. Yeah. Uh, you know him. You love him as Groucho Marx. And here is one of our favorite clips. What? From after getting here? eighty-five. It's an outrage. I told you not to take me through Australia. You know it's all ripped up. You should have come right up to Lincoln Boulevard. Where do you come with that stuff? Turn around the rear end. I want to see your license plate. I don't think oh, you guys are on the square. I'll attend to you later. Don't try to pull that. Why, you're one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen, and that's not saying much for you. 
Captain Foley. Rittenhouse Manor is entirely at your disposal. Well, I'm certainly grateful for this magnificent washout, a turnout, and uh, now I'd like to say a few words. Hello? I must be going. I cannot stay. I came to say I must be going. I'm glad I came, but just the same, I must be going. La la. Then I think you must stay. If you should go away, you spoil this party. I am through it. I'll stay a week or two. I'll stay the summer through. But I am telling you, I must be going. Captain Spaulding. Well, the great animal crackers, Groucho Marx, Captain God. Jeffrey T. Spaulding, and the T stands for Edgar. Edgar. <laughs> That's right. The T stands for Edgar. Very funny. Oh, uh, Bud yeah. Abbott. Happy birthday yeah, as well. Two great comedians born Groucho seven years Marx apart. Described him as the best straight man ever. Well, oh, he was a good straight man. I well, mean, you got to have the straight. Well, You've got to have the straight man that is just rock here's my favorite, solid. Here's my favorite Abbott and Costello story. Uh, you know, Bud Abbott and Costello didn't get along right, very well. Right, okay. Well, anyway, so they were getting along okay. Anyway, uh, Lou Costello, in that, uh, in that day and age when the kids, when uh, one of the movie stars' kids had a birthday party or whatever, they used to lend, lend their movies to each other. Well, of course, for uh, Costello's kid's birthday, he wanted uh, Errol Flynn to give him uh, Adventures of Robin Hood because, you know, oh. everybody wanted it. So Errol Flynn. That's a big color print, sure, too. That's sure. a big deal. So, so 1937? Sure. 38, 38. 38. But this is in the 40s. So, you know, but anyway, as a favor, he, yeah, sure, I'll send it over. So the, the kiddies are watching oh, no. Robin no. Hood. And get no, old. And, of course, spliced in is this, like, really. Stag. Stag movie. Oh. Eight millimeters spliced into the movie. <laughs> And of course, <laughs> Costello thought Abbott did it, you know, but it was actually Errol Flynn, of course. And, and apparently, Costello was so stunned he couldn't even move, and every, the kids saw every bit of it. What a great birthday party. Yeah, that's Errol, I mean, you got to imagine. That's Errol Flynn's sense of You're humor. at a birthday party. Let's say, how old were they? Uh, 10, maybe. Oh, eight, even uh, better. Maybe, who knows? 10 year old boys. I mean, you're talking about that one for the rest of your life. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, remember the time we were over at Bud Abbott's house? Do I? Maybe they were talking about it, but Lou, and Abbott, Lou didn't speak to Abbott for like six months after that. He thought he did it. Oh, so, that is unbelievable. Yeah. So anyway, but eventually they got uh, – their, their biggest problem was money, of course, because in those days uh, the straight man got 60% on vaudeville or in vaudeville or whatever, so Abbott got 60%. And then when they got into movies, it was already 50-50. But then Lou wanted 60-40, and that really pissed off Abbott. And he also wanted Costello first. You know, yeah. Costello and Abbott. Costello but, and Abbott. That does not ring yeah, as well yeah, as Abbott and Costello. Right. So Universal said no to that. No, no, anyway, it doesn't ring as well. Fights. You don't you can go to an impartial observer and go, hey, which sounds better? Abbott and Costello or Costello and Abbott? Kachigian and Hubert. That sounds okay. Yeah, I thought so. But Hubert and Kachigian, I think, flows How about a little Kachigian better. and Company. How about uh Kachigian? Yeah, Kachigian and, and, and uh Peone. And uh I don't even know what it's obsequious uh Kachigian solo. Underling. <laughs> you know, I've been requ- it's been a request that I do my global warming show. Oh, you should without any editorials from you. Yeah, you should go ahead and do it. Scientific. I don't know heretics. what you're going to talk about every week, but no, just one. I mean, oh, just, just one. one. 1932, Maury Wills, born great ball player, manager, sportscaster. What was his number? Do you know? I don't know, but he played for the L- L- retired, L- right? L.A. Dodgers. It is retired. Who's uh, going to win? I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. I hope so. Well, hope I'd like so. to see Dodgers and Cleveland. That'd be a good series. Yeah, that'd be a good sir. Trevor Bauer, one of the Dodge or Indians pitchers, is uh, sort of a 
I want to say he's an Angelino, but he's from the Los Angeles area. So who's playing whom? Cleveland? Who's got it's the undeter- best record? It's undetermined yet. Well, they gotta we have got to. We no, got the wa- Dodgers are playing Washington, I think. That's determined. No, it's not. The, well, no, no. The Cubs are playing Washington. The Cubs are playing Washington. The Dodgers play the winners of whatever. Exactly. The wild card, the wild card game. Right. Well, who's Cleveland have? Uh, they got to have the Cleveland winner, has right? the wild card They got the winner, best record? And the series to. Uh, so who's the other one? It's uh, Boston and uh, Houston. Because well, the Astros the are now out. in the American League. Yeah, I know. Now that series should have Houston get three a combination games. of good pitching and runs because those are. Man, I want to see Boston win. Those are you want to? No, I hate those. Good, bastards. good. Boston. I want to see Houston win or Cleveland. Somebody's never won before. Well, so shit. who's playing the wild card game? Uh, you got uh, the Twins and the Yankees oh, and shit. the Diamond Twins, the Diamondbacks and the uh, Colorado Rockies. I don't care about those two. No, 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 no. I'd like to see either of them get there too, but. Uh, I don't think either of them can beat the who they got to they got to play the the Dodgers, huh? Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah, that's going to be a tough order. Uh who else is born on this date? Well, 1937. If I got no problem with this guy. I don't either. Defending. I love him. Yeah, I mean he's a good lawyer, I guess, but oh, man, I like the I, guy. What a client he had. Uh if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Johnny Cochran. I'm not sure I like that couplet. That's I don't know. His his uh You know where you rehearsed that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh his pentameter's off. Yeah, give him a break. I, you know, I, I don't know if I ever told you this. I had him as a radio guest a couple times, and oh, I thought talk, you were say you had his daughter. Talked to him in the pre-interviews and everything. Great, delightful guy. Yeah. Oh, I like the Kardashians better. No, I don't. I'd, I'd rather they're, they're, there. I'd rather there be a show on the Cochrans and they're my people. Yeah, they're Armenian. <laughs> Armenian in name only. I let's think my f- mom would have approved. Let's face if it. I married one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1938, Rex Reed, the American film critic. Is he gay? I don't know. Was he? He was. Is Pauline Kale gay? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So yeah, why should Rex Reed be? Well, because he looks gay. Okay, well, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, you, he was. Uh, he you was threw in. That uh, at him. He was in uh, that Mae West movie, Myra Breckenridge, wasn't he? I think he was in Myra Breckenridge. Born in 1938, he was in a Mae West movie. Hmm. It's 1970. Well, that's true. He'd be in his, you know, he'd be he'd be 32. 1942, uh, the uh, co-founder of NFL Films. Wasn't he on uh, the Gong Show too? Rex Reed. Yeah, yeah. I he I was don't in know. the wrong Gong Show. Yeah, my my Gong Show that's panel. That's I remember him from. Always includes uh, JP. Yeah, Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr. I think he was on there and too. And preferably, uh, um, preferably, preferably Betty White. Mm. Well, she's still around too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not watching the Gong Show unless Jamie Farr and JP are are two of them. They're the all three. alive, right? Is JP Morgan alive? I think so. Hope so. I'd like to meet her. God, was she funny? Remember that bit where yeah, they? Yeah, he's in Myra Breckenridge. The two girls came out and did nothing but uh, suck lolly, uh, popsicle sticks for their act. No, I don't remember that one. Yeah, I think it's called "Can You Spare a Dime." It only aired on the East Coast feed because it got edited out for the West Coast feed. And they come to, uh, they didn't get gonged either. They come to, they come to JP, you know, because the first person gave him a zero and Jamie Farr gave him something. And JP gives him. Did you get a a zero? I don't know. And JP gives him a 10 and goes, that's how I got my start. (laughs) Yeah. That's how a lot of people got their start, male and female. Hey, he lives at the Dakota. Did you know that? No. Rex Reed? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Arrested for shoplifting? Good. Oh, I remember that. Tower Good. Records in Manhattan. What the hell Jeez, with him? What's wrong with you? Oh, he was stealing a compact disc with Mel Torme and Peggy Lee. Oh, for God's so sake. So he's got good taste. I well, guess. yeah, Mel Torme. I mean, Peggy Lee. Is that downtown? 
According to Reed, Dad. several days Dad. after the arrest. Is that arrest, Peggy Lee? I don't think so. Isn't that, that my dog? That, that's a Petula, Petula Clark. Clark. Uh, see, the Seinfeld always gets me confused about that one. According to Reed, several days after the arrest, Peggy Lee sent him her entire catalog of CDs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. What the hell got into him? So 1942, the birth of the co-founder of NFL Films, uh, the director and oh, producer. Yeah, and uh, Armand, I got to know this guy really well. Over yeah, why he died young? What, he cancer? did. Oh, just horrible. He's not that young. He's 2012. That he was only uh, he was only 60 years old. Steve Sable, um, one of the nicest and best talkers. I'd ever come across. Seems like it'd be a nice cyclopedic guy. knowledge of the NFL, like you have cyclopedic knowledge of uh, everything. Well, of, the encyclopedia, uh, especially the English uh, monarchies. Uh, he could you could ask him anything, and he'd remember it. He'd remember the date. Yeah. Started out filming the games as a kid. His dad, Ed so- uh, Sable, Ed Sable, yeah, was uh, now. Who's the guy that did the uh, voiceover? John Facenda, whose like birthday it was yeah. last week. Like we played a little bit of and. Engine and then Sam joke. Spence yeah. did the music. Hey, I got another. Uh, hey. So between between the Sables, Sam Spence doing your musical scores, and the voice of John Facenda, the NFL Films product. Man, hey, when, did when they are we have doing a show tomorrow? She wants to meet at eleven. Okay, we'll do one early, so you can be out of here. He's by got a shave. Uh, Nineteen forty-five. Don McLean. Uh, that's not Don McLean of the uh, American Cambridge singer, Five, songwriter, guitarist. Right, not of the Cambridge Five. Remember them? Yes. Who are they? I don't know. <laughs> Boy, are you dumb. 1940. How many times I got to tell you the Cambridge Five were spies? Yeah, they're spies. Yeah, they're Guy yeah. Burgess, Don McLean, uh-huh. uh, Karen Cross, David Karen Cross, uh, Kim Philby. Kim Philby. Yeah, he's the big one. Yeah, he's the big one. He's the one that they kind of the, they recreate his character in uh, the Good Shepherd a little bit. Okay, remember? Because right, so who's the fifth one? Damn I, it, I don't know. God, what's that guy's name? 1949. The great photographer Annie Leibovitz is uh, oh, born. Oh yeah, she was. Didn't she learn from? Wasn't she Arbus's student? I don't know if she was an Arbus. She's student. the one that took the is picture. That John Arbus? No, no. Uh, or Diane that, Arbus? Yeah. Uh, or the Arbuses were a couple. Yeah, so maybe. which one did she learn from? Well, no, Al, uh, Alan Arbus was uh, actually couldn't have been it. No, who was the guy that taught her? No, Alan Arbus was the guy on Mash, Sidney Friedman. That's right. That's and right. Diane and uh, Diane Arbus was his wife. Right. Who was her mentor then? Not God, what was that guy's name? He was the guy that uh, Fred Astaire uh, played. Kind of uh, it was was based on in uh, uh, who was that? Daddy Longlegs. Was that uh, what's the guy? God, what's his name? Losing it. I got. I lost the Cambridge Five, and Armand's getting old, folks. He yeah. can't remember anything. Who is that guy? What is that guy? The the photographer's name. Um. Anyway, oh, her mentor is Richard Avedon. Avedon. Yeah. 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 Great he, photographer. Avedon did uh right. a lot of Beatles photography in their early days right, too. Right. So. And she did the pregnant Demi Moore, right? Oh, that, she's done. Rem- she's, yeah. That was one on Vanity Fair, right? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. that was her. But uh, Avedon, isn't that the guy that? Uh, Fred Astaire plays in Daddy Longlegs because he was a photographer. It could be. I don't know. Oh, you got it. Well, no, I just Look got a, I just got a page up here. Photograph the stones, linen. Uh, I'm going to look it up tomorrow. Tons of date. Vanity Fair stuff. Um, I like her work. I really do. Um, I forget who she was married to. She's still alive? No, her wife passed away. She was married to Susan Sontag. Well, that's right. Yeah, and uh, she that. died in 2004. And, and, uh, so they were married for, ooh, well, 1989 to 2004. Oh, they were actually married? Well, they got married at some point. Sorry, they, they, So they, they had a good, 
they had a good stretch there, fifteen years. Um, That's one way of putting it. Yes. Oh, they did. I mean, look, I don't know. How, sure I don't they... know if you could get legally married in 1989. No, the way you put it. Though, but she did a she Leibovitz did a, a photographic sort of essay on on Susan when she got sick, and I, and I know there's a documentary on what it was as she well. Sick from? She had cancer. Oh. It was. It was very. I remember watching. It was touching. I really like Leibovitz's. I remember she had an assignment to film or to shoot the Queen once. Kind of like Brian's song, huh? You know, and uh, shooting Queen Elizabeth II sounds like it'd be a great thing, but it was absolutely like a nerve wracking. Well, it was no fun shooting Churchill either. Yeah, that's that. So that picture of him is real gruff because they took a cigar away. Oh, yeah. I think an Armenian shot that one. Uh, 1950, Mike Rutherford of Genesis is born. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I like him. I also liked Mike and the Mechanics back in the 80s. Uh, 1951, Sting. Know his real name? Uh, Gordon Sumner. That the that a boy. Not to be confused with Andy Sumner. Who's he? Who is the guitarist for the police. And, of course, oh, their oh, drummer yeah. is. Oh. I very good uh, soundtrack guy in his later years. Still today. Who is it? Stuart Copeland. Copeland, yeah, shit. I, I knew that. Yeah. And uh, got a trivia contest the other night. Someone I love. I really, I think she's. I thought she was hot. Who? Like, well, happy birthday, Lorraine Bracco. Now uh, she was the psychologist in the good. Sopranos. I like his other guy. I like the mistress he had. Oh, she was very hot. Yeah, yeah. but in uh, I, I, I came to know her from Goodfellas and scenes, uh, and scenes where I thought, I gotta tell you, Armand, I thought practically she stole the scenes that she was yeah, in. She was good. She was good. Everybody's good. There are women like my best friends. Who would have gotten out of there the minute their boyfriend gave them a gun to hide. But I didn't. I gotta admit the truth. It turned me on. Oh, here it is. Turned me on. Here it is. I, I, I screwed up, but I was I was partially right. Hollywood presented a fictional account of Avedon's early career in the 1957 musical Funny Face. Funny Face. Starring okay. Fred Astaire. All right, okay. good. Yeah, I don't want to come with Daddy Long Legs. Anyway, I don't know. That's... Audrey Hepburn was in that, of course. Funny Face. All right. Back to the events. Anyway, uh, what was the name of the game? What was what was the game? You got a whore living in this apartment. Get your own man. Remember Jan- that? Janice was the girlfriend's Janice. name. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Oh, she had a last name too, though. Oh yeah, Janice. You remember she was punching all those. Oh, she's punching all the yeah, buttons on yeah. the intercom. You're a whore. To tell the neighbors. Yeah, that yeah. You, you gotta. Yeah, I love that. That's a good scene. And then when she had, she, she bring tell, when, bring when, this stuff in. Bring when, it in. When Ray wakes up and he she's oh, on top of him uh, with yeah, the gun. Yeah, yeah. Just pointing a gun right well, in his face. My favorite is. Uh, <laughs> see, they would have found it. I flushed it down the toilet. What? Uh, yeah, those some good scenes, man. Oh God! She flushes all that cocaine yeah. down the toilet. They never would have found. Her. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they. Yeah, I think she was right on that yeah, one. I, I'm usually on the it. man's side, but hey, in I think ni- she did okay. In 1950, this debuted for the first time as Wait being. I got one more. Wait a minute. I got what do another, you got? I what got do you Cordell got? Cordell Hall. Speaking of jerks, great. Okay. I hate this guy, but he's a trivia question. All Longest right. serving Secretary of State. Oh, okay. Fortunately, his health was bad, and he had to quit. Uh, father of the UN. Ugh. Yeah, here's a, that's for you, Dad. And uh, and another thing we hate him for, instrumental in bringing about the uh, 16th Amendment, the income tax. Thanks again. Because he was, of course, in the pocket of the bankers, that prick. Anyway, portrayed by, uh, who played him in? Torah, 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 Torah. He was uh, George McCready. Got oh, the wow. scar. Okay. Yeah. He's the guy that met. Uh, well, who were the two? Uh, he get an in- he get he get a scar from proposing the income tax. And yeah, getting- he should have. Yeah, a scar that doesn't heal, like Daniel. 
Uh, no, uh, who were the two uh, envoys? Uh, oh, yeah. Cu- uh, man. Yeah, they're waiting One's like outside. Caruso. Caruso, Caruso, and Namora. Namora. Yeah, because you remember Submariner and Caruso. And Caruso, okay. Because Namor, remember Prince Namor? That's no. the Submariner. Oh, that's the Submariner. Yeah, it's Roman spelled backwards. Oh. Man, you got so, you got mnemonics for everything. You got, you got to, all these man. tricks for everything. You got to. All right, can I? 1950? Oh, are we? Oh, the oh. published debut. Okay. No singing. The published. Are there words? Well, from Charlie, your good man, Charlie Brown. Oh, that's uh, Calvin. What's his name? Geraldi, Vince Giraldi. Yeah, he's, his music made this. That's Schroeder, right? Usually when they're showing the cartoon, Schroeder's playing this bit. It's a great, it's a great little riff. Yeah, it's, it's Vince Giraldi. I got this. I got the, the music to this. Uh, played on the piano. I think it's one of the great bass lines. Because you know, yeah. if you, you know, the left hand on this is so good. Yeah, that's what made it. Instantly recognizable. Instantly well, that's Charlie recognizable, Brown Christmas, man. I guess, right? No, it's just the, the, it's the Peanuts theme. Well, they played in Charlie Brown Christmas. Well, of course they do, because it's the Peanuts theme. Do you understand what yeah. I'm telling you? Yeah, but that was the first one. We need Peanuts. The, 1950, they'd have any Peanuts. That came in 65. Yes, when they, when they the, went on TV. Yeah, that's why well, I said. Charlie Brown Christmas. That's why I said in 1950, it's the first time that Peanuts is published, yeah. meaning appearing in your daily Comic now I think they section. first got to play him in that that stupid musical. Remember your good man Charlie Brown? Mm-hmm. I think it was Gary Berghoff, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. They got radar. Yeah. Huh. I think so. Now, arguably a more recognizable theme. Yeah. This and is... it debuts the premiere on CBS Television of the anthology series, better known as. Let oh, it build. Everybody knows this one. Let it build. <laughs> Bongos. Yeah. You ever heard this version? No, I haven't. It's a full version. It's a good piece of uh, orchestration there, Armand. Yeah. The bongos are great. Now, what makes, obviously, what makes it great, I mean, come on, you got to hand it to the guy. As pipes go, as distinctive voices go, well, you know what he was called. What was he called? The undernourished Alfred Hitchcock. The undernourished. He was a skinny fella. I'll give you that. Yeah, I like Rod Serling. You know, some of the screenplays the guy did were great. Planet of the Apes. Uh, Requiem for a Heavyweight. Dimension. Beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and and shadow between science and superstition and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge this is the dimension of imagination it is an area which we call the twilight zone yeah he also did um what other, let's see um planet of the apes um requiem for a heavyweight I think he did. I think he adapted. Was it? Was he, did he do failsafe? I think he might have done failsafe too. I mean, the guy was very prolific, and, and a lot of you know, obviously, a lot of uh, Twilight Zone episodes, and the Night Gallery. 
which was even scarier. I thought the I liked, night gallery. Yeah, just I, I think don't it's just called that. night gallery. Oh yeah, yeah, those were in color. Those were scary, man. In fact, the first episode of Night Gallery was directed by Steven Spielberg. Whoa. Yep. Wow. Joan Crawford was in it, too. Joan Crawford. Yep. All right, uh, I want to hear him do something else here. Well, do Night Gallery. Well, it's a very beautiful day, and it's made infinitely more pleasant for me by the fact that I am going to talk to Rod Serling. You're quite unaware of this program back in the States, including relatives, I might add. Huh. That's what he sounds like? That's him? I know he's a heavy smoker. I think that's what killed him. We've been given the story you and your wife travel on different planes. Yes, indeed. It's that we don't have any close relatives yeah, uh, who will be able to look after two rather small girls. And I suppose statistically this is nonsensical to travel on uh, separate planes. I rather think it's far more dangerous to climb into a taxi, really, anywhere on Earth. You got that uh, right. We're on our way to Japan shortly here. And uh, we're, we're told that the Japanese cabs are called kamikazes. <laughs> and that you literally take your life in your hand when you uh, drive in these things. No. Yeah, you probably do. Rod, Back then, Rod 1960s Serling. Japan, getting into a cab in Tokyo. Well, any car. I mean, that's, that's what I said. They, yeah. they probably attributed like a thousand extra deaths to uh, 9-11 from car accidents because people weren't taking planes. Because there was a big spike. In, uh, that, yeah, because planes are safe. Absolutely true. Cars aren't. Planes are the... Right. Technically, statistically, the safest form of transportation probably ever known to mankind. I think it beats walking. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I think it does. Okay. Well, think it, I think, think it beats walking. Well, you believe in global warming, too. Which I got some big one today, so I'm 1967, Thurgood Marshall. Yeah, he took. Now we don't look that Sworn up. in as the first African American justice place did he take? of Tom, the U.S. Tom Supreme Clark. Court. Tom Clark. Tom Clark. Yeah, you are correct. Right. And he was replaced by my favorite justice. Hmm. He's a black man. Oh, you like uh, you like Clarence? Absolutely. Do you? Absolutely. You ever read his book? Man, nope. It's inspiring. It really? Oh yeah. He yeah. doesn't say much. What a life that guy's had. Got to read his book. Doesn't say much, boy. He says plenty. Oh, he does, does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, He's not into braggadocio and rhodomontade. He doesn't write much either. Humble man. Nineteen sixty eight. Well, here's here's you probably love this, Armand. I don't know. I don't ever. I don't know what's. what's well, all ten about. days before the Olympic Summer Games were set to start in Mexico City, yeah, the president of Mexico, Gustavo Diaz Ordaz, ordered soldiers to suppress a demonstration of unarmed students. All right, what were they demonstrating? Against? Well, demonstrating Depends on what they were demonstrating yeah, against. This we got the Olympics coming up. We can't have any problems. If they're demonstrating against the government, I'm all for it. Well, they're demonstrating for welfare, shoot them. <laughs> it's very simple. Very black think, and white, I folks. Think, think, Armand is very arbitrary. Just uh, no, Manichian. Manichian. That's He's very Manichian. Uh, for, binary. That's I you. Doc, I think uh, Mr. Thomas would agree with me. Right, Clarence? Uh, 1980, Michael Myers, first member I remember of this. either chamber of Congress to be expelled from Congress since the Civil War. Yeah, he was taking bribes. As, you know, I mean... <laughs> Expelling somebody from Congress for taking a bribe. That seems like a... Like expelling Errol Flynn for getting laid. Come on. You know, but I mean, yeah, anyway, he, this, is, this is a big... Thing. I like These shakes, remember those? They had the, the films, they, these guys act, act like Arab shakes. Yeah. And they're yeah. trying to get... I don't know what they're trying to buy, casinos. or that has something to do with I Atlantic I think that's City. right. They were trying to buy a casino or, or something. something. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. In fact, that was what they were originally trying to do. They were trying to get like some kind of local thing. And then some congressmen got involved and said, well, we'll go after the congressman. This is even better. 
because they weren't trying it at first to get these representatives. I think they were all right. One senator, I forget who the senator was, but they're mostly HOR guys. Mm. And I guess this guy was the most egregious, kicked his ass out. 1996, the uh, Electronic Freedom of Information Act amendments are signed by President Bill Clinton. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot of, you can request. Oh, freedom. Oh, oh. Electronic and, uh, freedom, yeah, because I know the Freedom of Information Act yeah. has been around. For That's a while. been around. So things, their email, those type of things between public officials are now yeah. can be requested. Okay, can guess, be requested. Doesn't say will be granted automatically. Oh, all right, but can be requested. Well, thanks a lot. And then uh, in 2002, the Beltway sniper attacks oh, yeah. begin on this date. That was a horrifying three weeks, yeah. not just for the people of the Washington D.C. Baltimore metropolitan area. I think it was horrifying for anybody anywhere in the country. You're driving along just wondering, okay, is there going to be a copycat guy here in my town? I was more afraid of those uh, L.A. guys, the freeway shooters. But, uh, yeah, this guy, John Allen Muhammad, who they killed. You know, apparently what this guy did, from what I've read, this Muhammad just wanted to kill his wife. And he thought it'd be better. way to go about it. Yeah, well, he thought it'd be better. He'd be less of a suspect if he, like, went on this shooting spree and just happened to kill her. I don't know. I guess they didn't get enough. And then his buddy, I think the Malvo um, is uh, looking to get on probation somehow because he got life. They killed Muhammad. Yeah. Uh, Malvo's looking, I think they granted him probation, not now, but in the future. Mm. They haven't decided when they're going to let him out because he's only like 17. So he's already been in, obviously, 15 years yeah. almost. Yeah. He's in his mid 30s now or approaching yeah. his mid 30s. So anyway. Okay, who, uh, well, what do you think? I, I've, I've Unquestionably, I think for me, it's the Bill of Rights affects the world that we live in today the most. I don't know. Well, you can go either way They're with ignored. that, right? Yeah, I, Whether the implementation of or the ignoring of, as you say, the Tenth Amendment yeah. uh, d- does affect us all. Yes, if they were promulgated and acknowledged, yes. But uh, I don't know about now. <laughs> I don't think anybody really gives a damn about it. When's the last time anybody brought up the Tenth Amendment? You got me. I, you think they're going to get this tax reform through? No. Well, I think they will. No. I don't know if they're going to get it the way they want. No. But no. They will. I've already read two profiles on this. My taxes go up. Or get out of here. I'm dead tax. serious. What are you, what are you I'm dead ha- serious. Two million a year? No. Their taxes go down. Get out of here. I. Are, what do you want me to do? Do you think I make this up? Uh, no, I think you read crap. No, I don't read it, crap. It can't happen. It can't. Oh, oh, it can't. Your deduction doubles and meet 24000 right off the top, right? You're married, right? You get $24,000 deduction right, right off the top. And you're telling me your taxes are going up. Yeah, in, in my bracket, in my, in, my, in my household income range. I want to see that. Tat, they're slated to go up. Gonna, not 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 by the defined percentage, by the actual money that you're going to pay. Why? Because you don't get the write-off for a state tax? That loophole? I don't even think that's going to do it for you. Right off the top, you, your first $24,000 are not taxable. Great. Thank you. Okay. Great. That's good for a lot of people. They have already said in, right. a, certain, in a certain segment. I don't want You're have, not in that segment you, unless you're making fuck three, you, four. Fuck you. You hear me? Prove it to me. No, I don't have to prove my salary to you. Not your. Well, then I got to know if you're going to prove it to me. Go, I'll go, give you do, my salary. go do some research. Well, I can't do it without your salary. So there is one segment of income. First of all, I didn't know you these, made a salary. You two, made salary here? These two reports. Where did you read this? I want to know your source. It, it, it doesn't matter what my source is because it won't be good enough for you. 
Well, first of all, you said it's not going to pass anyway, right? I don't think it will. Just the way you said, as it's as it's construed, I I, I think they got some problems. Gonna, I don't think anybody's got the guts to get again be against it. Okay. Anyway, you're there. It's, it's it, for it, your own good. It's a tax break for the rich. Oh, is boy. what it is. Hundred and thirty thousand dollars. More save, liberal boilerplate. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can say that's going. That's going to. There's no. There's no document because I can I've show seen it. you. I've seen. Have the, you? Yeah. Where, where, I'm just asking you where you've read this. I'll go find the sources Please. for you again. I show read me. through these very carefully, Please. and I'm like, God, email them to me. Damn it. These, email them. That my taxes are going to go up. No, they're not. Relax. It's good news. Your taxes aren't going up, which is good anyway, right? Isn't that good? That they aren't going up. No, that they go up. Don't you want to pay more? Yeah, I'd love to pay more in total as I as I climb through brackets. That's the idea. Yes. <laughs> Not that I stay at the same level and pay more. Your, your, hat, your hat's going to catch fire. I'm, I'm pissed at you. That, that's uncalled for. <laughs> I just just the insinuation. Well, you don't qualify. No, well, how much do you make? I'm just if you make it's over a million your a business. year, if you make over a million a year, maybe. But I, I don't it's know about you. It's none of your business. Yeah, but you said your tax. Well, I'm asking. Yes, I said there is a range where two different sources have said if your income is. All right, can I at least ask if your, your household income is? I will go find them for you without, again without uh, the Kraken here. Jesus, man, who died was- today, October second? Armand Kachigian will die <laughs> as soon as this show's over. At the hand of a disgruntled hey, taxpayer. Listen, Woodrow Wilson had a stroke with that shit, okay? Relax. Now, yeah. I don't know if your wife can run the country. 1803, Samuel Adams, who just had a birthday the other day, um, yeah, we've discussed passed him. away. And again, I do not like his beer. 1985, Rock Wait Hudson. A minute, a nine, well, okay, because I want this. Oh, first of all, I got a couple of them because you, you cut me off last week before I go over Lysenkoism. Yeah. So it goes well with this other guy I got. Okay, go ahead. Rock Hudson. Remember when we all found out he was LGBTQ? Yeah, I, I didn't even know what it was at that time. I didn't either. I think that's the first person I'm really like, what? Yeah, how do they do that? Because I was about 13, 14 when he passed away and the news came out and you're like, yeah, uh, his name's Rock and he's, yeah, really? His real name's, I think, William Shearer, I think. Which is not a bad name. It's yeah, a good name. I don't know. I didn't think it was sexy enough. But uh, I liked uh, his Doris Day movies. Uh, I think one, a lot of people did, right? Oh, There's yeah. a Pillow Talk. And, Pillow Talk, where he's Rex Stetson. What's the one where they're on a nine, uh, 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 what do you call those lines, um, phone lines where it's- commu- Pillow Talk. That was Pillow Talk? Yeah. Okay, so I did get the right uh, And then uh, the other one was, um, the, the, the one where they're, uh, he makes VIP. The, the candy oh, that's does. like drinking three martinis. Yeah, he does make VIP. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, man, what was that? <laughs> it's like drinking three martinis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Randall was in all of them, I believe. And then and then they made three together, and they are all pretty funny. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. All right. Gene Autry passed and away. And the other best one was, his best one was on Carol Burnett with Mrs. Hoagans. Oh, he was going after Hoagans. her. <laughs> He's all right. Remember that? I think that looked pretty I'd like to borrow that head and go to the beach for a couple hours. Remember that? Gene Autry uh, passed away. What is it? talk about him, too. Well, again, a lot of people die right around their birthday. It's interesting. Uh, Nipsey Russell passed away in 2005. Watch the uh, Dean Martin Rose. What a great career this guy had. He's pretty funny. Damn. Does his uh, poetry. He's a pretty witty guy. (laughs) <laughs> Tom goes, hey, Nipsey, I know you're a black man, but you're overdoing it. <laughs> he was black. <laughs> he was dark, man. Yeah, he's dark-complected. He was, man. Yeah, no big man. deal. So 
what? I think also looks good. He probably spent a lot of time. He's not going to get skin cancer. No, not like us. I would think not. not. Like maybe you, not me. What color are your eyes? Brown. Okay, you won't get skinny. 2005, yet. August Wilson, great another, American playwright. Another African-American. Uh, his uh, his book, uh, Fences, or his play, play. Fences, yeah. was uh, recently done yeah, uh, as a movie. Denzel think, Washington. Yeah, they got an Academy Award nomination. Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. And my name of the day uh, goes to yeah, a- Where is this stupid thing? It's just a painter and a sculptor. His name, Herman Hug. Never heard of him. Never heard of him either, but Herman Hug, old right. HH. I got 1927. Thank God this guy died. Svant Arrhenius. Global warming? Look no further. Mm-hmm. This is the guy who postulated. Oh, he 18, postulated it. In the 1880s. He's ah. way off. Doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's also the guy that postulated. Get this. Uh, you got a classroom full of kids? Let's uh, run an electric current through that uh, through the class. Okay. That'll make him the master race. So that's the kind of scientist Ooh, he was. What, what, wait, what's the thinking behind that? He thought this electrical current would somehow make them. Stimulate the, the yeah, brain? Whatever. Or? Which... Apparently they're doing that now, putting those, you know, they're putting those things on your head, uh, you know, running a current through your head. I don't know. So maybe he had something there. Uh, anyway, he's the one that came up with the notion that CO2 is a greenhouse gas, traps the heat, et cetera. It's all bullshit, of course. It doesn't trap And anything. as a notion, I think. But here's, here's you, you think, you know, you're, he was probably, you, you know. What? Yeah. As a notion, Communist? no. As a notion, you have to think. Okay, that makes a degree of sense if you're if you're very unscientific. Well, he was. He won the Nobel Prize well, in I chemistry. Know, I know he did. But. No, but it's, that's not what happens. You know, a photon of light will hit a CO two molecule, and it either rotates or vibrates. We've gone over that, yeah. and then it goes off on its own way at the speed of light, so mm-hmm. it doesn't stop anything or slow anything down. And of course, there are only very small absorption rates. One nanometer and fifteen hey, nanometers. Armon, I've logarithmic. Long, I've lo- I'll long put it to you. Two things. A, do you think the Earth is getting hotter right now? And you've no. sa- you've said yes and no at different times. Right now, you're saying no. Right now, you said since 1850, about about a degree. Yeah, centigrade. And uh, and what's does the man co- have anything to do with it? And no. what I've asked you, what's the cause? And and uh, you've solar said, cycles. And you've said solar cycles. You've been yeah. consistent on that. And I've also asked you, would cycles. you like to have a cleaner environment? Yes. And your answer has always been yes. But I always say, yeah, take that money, that money that you squander on global warming and clean the friggin' oceans and clean water. If there really, save if some lives there really is and use that much plastic right. and crap in the there ocean, is. There is. if there is a, a, a plastic, uh, 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 what would you call it? Glob. Glob the size of Texas like they tell us is Could in be. the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. yeah. Let's go clean that up. Damn right. Instead of giving it to these idiots who sit in their offices and pour, put things in a computer, that's my. That's what I hate about There's this. There's a whole bunch of things we can clean up. Yeah, but th- th- I'm talking about the money, though. That's what sucks. I don't care if you believe in you know, open no, AI you. and all that right. stuff. I, right. I don't care. This costs money, a trillion dollars a year, squandered, thrown away, that you could use to give Africans clean water Look, and, 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 and net, mosquito netting. I, my daughter's first sort of she has two attacks as she's going through international development two things she wants to attack for her career one is feminine health care in the developing nations okay. of the world mm, but the other the, the other is very simple and it's just what you said clean water yeah clean water don't have access to clean water how to get them clean water because a part of the women's health care and everyone's health care also comes back to clean water yeah these people shit and piss in, in these rivers, and the people downstream are drinking this water. I mean, this happens all over the place. And it's happened for millennia, yeah, but there's right. no need for it anymore. Exactly. And we can do something about it. That's what I don't like, the waste. 
anyway, like Senko, is a, he had his uh, birthday last, I guess it was Friday, I want to talk about him. You know this guy? Did you look him up like I told no, you? No, I did not. He was in charge of agriculture in, the, in uh, Russia during the 1930s. Uh-oh. Yeah. And he came up with this idea, listen, let's uh, freeze the seeds. And then he was a Lamarckian, which basically we talked about this. You know, since the giraffe has to stretch to, you know, to, gra- to get the, uh, you know, to fruit off the plant, off the tree or the leaves, that's why his neck got longer. You know, adaptive evolution, it's called. Yeah, it's, it's all bullshit. That's yeah, bullshit. Well, it's not thought, the way it happened. He thought the same thing goes with seeds and agriculture, and it didn't. But nobody wanted to say no to him because he was Stalin's best man. And uh, the crop yields were horrible in the 30s because this guy's doing all this stupid, crazy shit and totally flouting all evidence of Mendelian it, genetics. It, it's Adaption does occur, but not in, not in the manner in, in which no, people No, it's not passed think. on in the genes. Right. That's not the way it, it is. is. I mean, it is passed on in the genes. No, but, but that's but by from, reproduction. But from this standpoint, uh, the giraffes that had naturally longer necks— Reproduce. Could eat better. No, and, they reproduce. And they reproduce. Right. It has nothing to do with eating better or any of that but stuff. But they could eat better. Yeah, they but could reach a higher level. Right, but it's not even... It's not but even. It's, that's almost like a superfluous argument. It's the fact that, yeah, the 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 if you're better adapted to your environment, your chances of survival are better. Your chances of reproduction are better. Not always. Even survival no. of fit because like oh, if I know. Like you take you and you take another guy or like like me. I'm I'm the strongest guy you know, right? No. Okay, so I well, I'm second. So I fight the strongest guy. We beat the crap out of each other. You sit back and relax. Yeah, third guy steps in, you gets get reproduction check. rights. Right. You pass on your genes, ours are dead. That's true as well. So it's not necessarily survival but of I'm fitness. But I'm just saying I mean there's this weird notion that somehow the DNA is morphing Right, but that's it's not morphing, folks. It's yeah, it's already there, and it, it's being it. exaggerated yeah, look by up, reproduction. Look up epigenetics. Now I'm telling you, that's what they're starting to say that some of this stuff is passed on, which I was always taught was nonsense. So look up epigenetics. Mm-hmm. I was trying to read a book about it, but the book sucked, and I, I won't even re- I won't even tell people what it was because it was so it didn't tell me what I wanted to know. It was kind of a misnomer. But I'd like to find a good book on epigenetics if anybody knows one. And read up, but because they're saying now that yeah, some of this stuff is passed on, adapt adaptive genet- evolution, which was always at least when I was in college, it was always spat upon. And uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, this Lysenko guy, he like I said, he was he was doing some weird things to to seeds and stuff like that, and like, and that's what a lot of these famines in the Russian in the, in the 30s were all about, and that's called Lysenkoism, which is politics in science, mm. which is a great segue into global warming because these days scientists don't have the guts to say anything about it because they know they're not going to get peer review they're not going to get money they're not going to get grants unless you agree with all this stuff that's the problem i have with this too what do you think really occurs in adaptation then in the genetic world (laughs) what do you mean wow what do you think really occurs i mean because you know we know what's not occurring I, I don't think, yeah, but I don't think it's an evolutionary adaptation. I think, yeah, I think, uh, um, you know, species adapt to their surroundings, but there's all kinds of evolution. But there's reasons why they the species adapts. Yeah, but like, we've already discussed it though. Like Those, if you're an if you, if you're if you're an aardvark. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a slightly longer nose, you're probably better fed. Yeah, but as long as it it all goes back to reproducing, right? Doesn't matter if you if you're better fed, but uh, you get run over by a truck. Then right, then it's out the window. Right. So or you're eaten by a lion. Right. Sucks that you had a long nose. It didn't come to any good. 
It's all about but passing on your genes. If that one is successful, it breeds more right. that are more successful in doing success. that. Yeah, that's, which would tend to think, you would think the animal that adapts better would be better at passing on his genes. I, and I would think the same without thinking that some sort of mystic magic is going on in the genetic structure. Well, then I'm just, I know, but I'm just saying that the, now they're kind of standing that on its head a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I'm be interested to read that too, then, man. Yeah, I'll try to find a good book on it if I can. That, it, it seems to me. Uh, but I got a date tomorrow. If, I can't if, read if, it. If, if humans, uh, we've been around a long time, we haven't done a great job of adapting. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're everywhere in this country, in the world. I know. Humans are excellent at adapt- adaptation. They're, we're excellent at overcoming, but we haven't. Humans, well, what, do you, what do you want? A prehensile tail? Look, we no, I don't need one. Wait, do six I? Finger to play Beethoven with? Not really. Well, I mean, it but would help. We for the for the, the majority of us have five fingers and five toes. Yeah, a few of us have six. That's a mutation. Yeah. Well, yeah, but well, I can I can fix that. If the mutation was really a good mutation, it would be passed on. We'd all have six fingers and toes. No, there you go. No, we wouldn't. I meant a really good, like gives you such not an advantage. Not necessarily, not necessarily. Well, no, you'd still have some five-fingered people, but they would be If the, it reproduces and, it, and more efficiently than the rest, yeah, it will pass on, but not necessarily. I think we're arguing two slightly different things. Well, I think that's what evolution, but that's, that is a misconception about evolution. That, you know, if, you know, like I remember when I was in school, and I, and I bought this because I was in high school. I was too stupid to know any better. This, this teacher said, you know, uh, in whatever, 50 generations, we won't have any pinkies. Bullshit. Why not? Why not? Well, because what, what do you use your pinky for except to play a piano? No, it's coded doesn't in. Doesn't mean anything. It's coded in. Well, it doesn't mean anything, right? Well, now, if if somehow a mutation started and only four fingered people were the ones reproducing, exactly to what you're saying. Yeah, but it's not because you have. Yeah, but see, you're not hearing what I'm saying. But you're not saying anything. Yes, I am. I'm saying if a sixth digit was so advantageous, I don't think it would be that. Uh, it's more likely. It's not going to. No, it's not. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Was so advantageous than it's six-digit people who would be breeding, because. Okay. But I don't think that would necessarily eliminate five-digit no, people. It, no, just as the majority. What is it? Ninety-nine point nine percent of us are five-digiters, and yet each one of us knows someone yeah, with six we, toes. Or hundred percent of us have the appendix, which does nothing. Does okay. nothing. Well, you wouldn't you think evolution would evolve for people not to have the appendix? No. Because if they get appendicitis and die, it's, just, it's, it's actually deleterious. Yeah, it's it's just, not advantageous. No, it's just uh, still there in the code. Yeah, but... It's still there in the instruction. It's like that yeah, extra you screw that somebody built without you get it. from Ikea. It's the extra button that comes with your Exactly. Your You're like, what the hell is this for? All right, and this is extra time. You this, got that this, right. this isn't doing anything either. That's fine. Let's go over your tax returns and uh, see what we can do to help you, you out. Uh, yeah, what an insult. <laughs> you can't possibly be smart enough to be in that bracket. I didn't say that. That's what you meant. You're not in that. F you. Well, uh, hey, if you make that kind of money, I want to raise. You're making a million dollars. Yeah, right. There's yeah, Eric. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. wants a raise too. Yeah. <sighs> Armand, what are we gonna? What am I gonna do with this guy, folks? Give me money. Yeah, that's true. Well, you're a socialist. Whatever you, ma- I'll tell you what I make. You tell me what I, you make. If you make more, give me the excess. No, nah. make uh-uh. it even. Uh-uh. What kind of uh, Marxist are you? Yeah, there's no evenness going on here. There's no fairness, right? I, I produce what you produce like in a day. <laughs> what you produce in a week? Yeah, I, how long? For I, me? Oh, okay. I crank right. out in about a day. All right. Well, can you do a couple scenes for me so I don't have to do anything? Today? Yeah, no, I probably could, but. Uh, well, I, I will say you have a specialty and not as good. Oh, not as good as six that. Six digit. 
Yeah, you have a specialty. I have You're a sixth sense. Good at uh, scene writing. All right, folks, that'll Would do it. Would you like me to do us another soliloquy? No, but I enjoyed the soliloquy. That was I'm I'm marvel at your recall for those things. It truly is good. And I mean that as a compliment. All no right, digs. Captain Marvel. Then. No digs. Uh, October 2nd is in the books. Don't forget, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash this day in history podcast. And uh, subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean, any major podcast outlet will do. And when you do, leave us a five-star review. All right, folks, when October 3rd rolls around. We will be right here to tell you about it at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 